everybody. Welcome back to the Sandcast Podcast. We are in our studio, the official new home of the Sandcast Podcast. And the whole crew is here today. First time that we have Sav in the studio with us. In person. Cheers, Cheers, Sav. You didn't even get to see our last studio. (laughs) So this is a big deal for us. Travis is finally back. Uh, back. From you know, he's an actor now, so he, uh, <laughs> he's usually on set a lot. And um, yeah. he he made a movie overseas. Yeah, him and who was George, George Clooney? Was your other or or is it? Yeah, well, uh, and we had Jake. Jennifer Aniston was on standby just okay. in case, but we figured we had enough A listers. The backup make, makeout scene. <laughs> yeah. She was backup. <laughs> yeah. You told him cut it out. Of yeah, that. you weren't comfortable. No, I was. I had to get out of there. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, we are back in LA, and uh, it's kind of officially off season. Even though Travis is still going to play in a bunch of stuff. Just one. <laughs> just one. One more. Just one. Um, but we got some. Kona Brew in hand, and uh, yeah, we're going to do some fan Q&A questions yeah. today. Q&A questions is kind of redundant, but that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> and we got Bent Doggy, the yeah. official mascot. Yep. Bentley's yep. back. He hasn't, yep. been in, uh, he hasn't been in the studio in an episode in a while. He needed his homie back. He did. We were, I missed him. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's crazy, though. Like, coming back, I haven't been... So I was in California. I took, like, an inventory. Since May, I've been in California for, like, three and a half weeks. Um, Oh, my god! Because sometimes we'd come back, but we would stop in Myrtle, um, which you were just at. Mm -hmm. um, And then we'd train at Adams for a week and then hop back over. Yeah. Because it wouldn't be worth it, like, flying all the way to California just to go all the way back. Yeah. And so I was, like, when I came back here, like, I got, I forgot how to get to, like, uh, Sweetgreen last night. I was just driving. I was, like. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no idea where I'm going, and uh, like didn't forgot like where Wait, we put the where's keys. Where's Sweetgreen? <laughs> Next to CPK in Manhattan. Oh, the new Manhattan Village. Yeah, there's a Sweetgreens in there. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, Good and I had been before, but <laughs> oh. couldn't remember how to get there. That's hilarious. And then um, you couldn't get to my house barely. Yeah, I come back. <laughs> Your house is totally different. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> the wife's been doing been work. work. <laughs> Big time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a new time, I guess, right? Yeah. So it's it's so good to be home and just, like, sleep in your own bed and, like, to walk I around. I can't imagine and that. Yeah. It's so nice for, like, everything's in English, and, like, all the, all the food. And you, I don't know. It's just. I love it. It's just life's back. Like, Perspective is man, so different now. Yeah. Because, like, I mean, you said earlier that you said we've been doing this podcast for four years. Yeah. So the last, our first episode ever came out the last Wednesday of October of 2017. So the last Wednesday of this October will mm-hmm. mark four That's years. That's crazy. Oh, my gosh. And for three of those years, I'm talking about all this world tour stuff, and you're like, <laughs> wow, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But now you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it is a grind it's officially out part of the grind. <laughs> Dude, like, when we started the podcast, like, I didn't have a passport. Um, oh had never left the country. Hadn't left it, didn't leave it until like fall of 2018, and then since like 2019, it's been like I went to it a little bit, and then this year was wild. I like counted up the miles, and before I came back from Bulgaria, this trip it was like 82,000, like 560 something miles on the plane. Yeah, it's <laughs> a lot. How, like, what when you're flying, when I fly even just from here to like just across the country, yeah. I 
I don't know. I just don't like flying very much, and I also don't yeah. like sitting still for very long. So, yeah. like, how do you, how have you managed to fly all these places and like be okay on a? Pl- I just would go insane. I don't you, know how people do you, it. I'm Sleep? totally like, with you. Like, I used to go crazy, legitimately. Yeah. Like eight hours, you're like three and a half hours in. You're like, okay, look at you're looking at the time. You're like, yeah, holy god. Like, yeah. how can I sit here yeah. for four yeah. more hours? I used to be like that, but eventually you just like accept it and you just stop yeah. thinking like six more hours five more hours i don't know whatever same thing yeah, yeah same yeah. thing i'll just yeah. walk around if i need to and you just don't tr- don't try to get to your destination just be where you're at mm-hmm. you know what i mean like yeah or else it's just torture torture and yeah. and honestly like with with covid and all like the like people who, like non-americans can't get back into the U.S. from Europe. So, I mean, the flights back were usually only 50% full at best. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's not like we were just sitting there, like, knee to knee. Mm-hmm. Like, we were pretty fortunate with the seats we got. So the travel was like, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's never fun to be on a plane for, like, 11 hours. But, I mean, the hardest part was just, like, you're in one time zone for four days. You try to get a practice together. You don't really get many reps on the road. And then you, like, have to play a tournament. Like, you play a couple matches. Like, you have to... And then you take a rest day, then you're traveling. Traveling's not really a rest day. And then you rest again, then like you rep, you like get one practice and you're playing again. So that was the hardest part, was mm-hmm. just trying to figure out how to stay like good at volleyball yeah. on the road. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, so I mean flights are like you get used to it. Yeah. What was your favorite place? I loved Belgium. Belgium was awesome. That's I think that's the one that Chrissy and Zana won. Yeah. And they were like, it was, I think that was their first FIVB event. And they were like, it was the greatest thing ever. We were treated so well. And like, the yeah. place was great. Yeah. Like, they said the same thing. They loved it. It was the like the coolest setup. So um, it was, they built courts like in the city center of Leuven, which is like uh, kind of like a college town. But they have this really historic library that was burned down in both world wars actually and then built back up and burned down again built it back up and so now it's one of like the biggest libraries in the world it has like six million books in it i think i read and uh so like that was the backdrop and it was sick and like you posted a picture of that didn't you mm -hmm. okay okay yeah and so that place was really cool belgium was awesome yeah um yeah it was Belgium was most of the time when you go somewhere awesome, it's expensive. <laughs> Belgium was expensive. Not always. Bali and South Africa. Oh, South Africa's Epic back places. on the schedule. Yeah, I'm stoked on it. Yeah. Cape Town, too. And that's like one of your favorite spots, isn't it? Yeah, well, I was on vacation in Cape Town. So, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> no, but it's really cheap out there. And Cape Town's freaking beautiful, like epic. Yeah, it's just yeah. really hard to get to. Yeah. Like, you know how hard it is to fly to Europe? Mm-hmm. You do that, you land in Europe, and then you're like, okay, I got to do that again to get down to the point of Africa. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. But it's worth it if you can stay for a while. That's what I've heard. Yeah. The, so the assistant director who was shooting the movie, he's, like, kind of a big dog, mm-hmm. and the, um, the producer was, like, kind of pulling a favor to bring him in. Like, he's done, like, 40 films. Mm-hmm. Um, he did uh, Don't Breathe, I think, and that film, like, Oh, that's a, I think that's a... Yeah. I think I've seen that one. It, yeah. it, it like made made like 120 million in profit. It was profit, huge, wow. yeah. And so he called him in, but he's from South Africa, and he uh-huh. was saying that like Cape Town is one of the best places it's in the world. Yeah. He's like, but when you go, it's like he's like minimum two weeks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's exactly. so just cause it's so hard to get to. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's also cheap. Like most people will cut vacations short because it's like I, don't, I can't afford to be on mm-hmm. vacation. 
for me, I'm like, the longer you stay, the more you're saving. Because yeah. you're not spending as much <laughs> right. as you would being in America. Mm-hmm. And we were eating, like, kings out there. Like, yeah. Sushi is just like, what? <laughs> $8 for this roll? Compared to, like, here is, like, 22 Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's good stuff. Yeah. Cape Town, they got a couple interesting stops next year. Uh, Egypt. The Red really? Sea is on there. I think that's um, that's Challenger. not uh, an Elite 16. Um, but yeah, so there was like you Egypt have the breakdown. I, I was on a call with Volleyball World. Were you on that call where they kind of broke down their plan and whatnot? Uh, Will Hoey was. You wrote an article about it, right? Yeah. So what do you know? So, well, right now they have 16 events announced. Mm-hmm. 12 of those are Elite 16. And I think there's going to be like 15 or 16 of the Elite 16s. Um, so there's only a handful more of those. So there's like Rio, like kind of all the standard stops are mm-hmm. there for those. Yeah. But then the, there's uh, Australia. So there's actually back-to-back in Australia. There's a Challenger followed up by an Elite 16 yeah. in Australia in November. Um, Egypt's on there. South Africa's on there. Rio in March. Uh, Mexico's got to stop in May. Um What's interesting is right now they don't have an event scheduled for uh, July and August or June and July, one or the other. And prime months. Which might be I was talking to Jose about it yesterday and he was saying that like he thinks they're leaving that open so the domestic tours can thrive. Yeah, right. And I thought that was They've optimistic. Never thinking. Taken, uh, <laughs> domestic tours into consideration. Yeah. But that would be amazing. But it is it is a totally new organization like running things yeah and calling the shots so maybe i doubt it i mean we're just getting it's just a sample of what the schedule is going to be right what's supposed to be anyway it's exciting though i was on the call and he was bringing up you know concerns and things that he they thought were wrong and what they could fix and they were just kind of checking off the boxes of stuff that we as players have brought up over the years yeah for example travel you know where obviously prize money um, traveling where they're making us jump from China to Brazil to Europe rather than just doing all the mm-hmm. Asia stops at once, the Europe at once. Right. You know, and they're going to try to do that for us. Um, I thought just overall vibe is like, all right, these people are good for our sport and pushing us in the right direction, plus all the money that the investors are bringing in. It, it can't help. Yeah. It can't, can't hurt. Well, I know that the company that is kind of, injecting all this money and starting to run volleyball world is the same one that uh kind of took over formula one and the same one that took over uh rugby yeah um and formula one is like thriving and so is rugby right now and so they're just taking kind of these like ancillary sports and turning them into like giants and now like formula one is like one of the best docuseries in the world right now like drive to survive is sick that would be cool if they did that yeah and i know that like I mean, because I work for Volleyball World, and so I know that, like, the, the amount of content that I see, like, on their platform, like, this is insane. It's crazy. $300 million. <laughs> yeah. And, and most of the money fast. is going to indoor. Yeah, a lot of money is going to indoor. Because that's what, I mean, that's what makes right. money. But if indoor thrives, it, it'll help us as well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So it's I'm just soaking all this. I don't know anything. So I'm just <laughs> yeah. like soaking it all in. Yeah. Try it because I don't know 
anything about I think you're coming in at a good time. Like, these la- I? This, I don't know. I'm, like, kind of free. I'm, like, so. is this screwing me over more? Because no, I'm already no. kind of screwed. I have zero mm-hmm. points. No. So I don't know it's, what to think. It's not peaking at all. I think we were in a dip uh, overall mm-hmm. just with COVID and the, the star system. COVID really, like, stopped all the domestic So there's no more star. There's no more star system. Star system's done. It's a three-tier No more country system. quotas. Uh, That's what I Allegedly. Heard. I don't okay. think any, no, the, like... Aren't they going to have them at a different... Oh, no, at every I level? I think it's just, like... Thank God. If you're the top 16 in the world... So I think, like, right now, like... No, but we're being, at the challenger level. So it's elite you 16. You have the 16. Challenger okay. series. And then a developmental tour. Yeah. But I think it's just like There's straight no quota out, at straight animal. merit. Yeah, that's great. So I don't. They think actually mentioned that. No, they mentioned that on, uh, which is funny because we, um, as the players' association, they had, I had brought it up. A few Brazilians had brought it up, and they had asked the players' association to ask players like what they would vote in terms of, the country quota, and all the countries wanted it, of course, except for the U.S. and Brazil, mm-hmm. right? Which I thought was really lame, um, but then the the beach volleyball world people who are doing the presentation said we think that the best team should be there that's what's best for our sport mm-hmm. and that, so they kind of overruled it and, yeah which is like amazing because we didn't even come to them or like right. tell them they're just yeah. like yeah that makes sense yeah and it's freaking awesome yeah <laughs> for all of us yeah so we can have whatever five teams in if we want mm-hmm. which hopefully is a problem for, <laughs> yeah. for the other countries yeah, yeah. Um, but then there will be a qualifier for the challenger level, but not for the elite 16 level. Right. So elite 16, I don't really know how mobility is going to work between like how you get into the elite 16. You're allowed, you're allowed to play down. You are elite 16, you're top 16 ranked. Um, but you're allowed to play down in the challenger series and they haven't, they said they haven't figured out exactly like maybe there's a limit to how much you can play. Okay. Um, but they, I think they said like, it just didn't make sense to not let any, just cause scheduling conflicts and yeah. if there's a domestic event in one country and that team wants to play in it, yeah. the promoter is going to want them to play in that event, even if it's a challenger. Like, yeah. Latvians should play in the Latvia event. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can play down, which I think is, might be a little tricky cause if you play down, you're going to boot someone else out of the yeah. challenger series, but yeah, I also think there's gonna be so many events. If you throw like if you throw away a, an elite sixteen event, you're probably not gonna go to all the elite sixteens. Right. So which would slide a team up? Yeah. Unless you're gonna play in twenty five events, which is pretty gnarly. Yeah. Yeah. See, I played in uh, nine <laughs> international events, and that was plenty. Dude, <laughs> me and Hayden played in like twenty one year. I feel like <laughs> crazy. Yeah, twenty sixteen. No wonder I had a surgery and. Yeah. Two, had to take two years off. <laughs> Holy moly. Yeah. 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 I just I just think this is all so fascinating. Like I I keep hearing different people talking about all this stuff. Yeah. And so I'm just trying to absorb everything I can because I'm that's these are goals of mine. And so I just I had my mom, she was reading <laughs> We're on the beach together. I'm half asleep. I'm like in the sun taking a nap and she's reading this article that just came out. It might have been the one you do you write about this? She probably mm-hmm. was reading that. Okay. And I'm like, I just don't coming from someone who doesn't understand trying to explain to someone else who doesn't yeah. understand i'm like this yeah. just doesn't <laughs> make sense so i taught i went to dinner with timmy brewster last night and i was like oh, does this love tim make love tim he's the best and logan weber it was just fantastic yeah 
I'm like, does this make things even harder for me? He's like, honestly, no. I think it's if it's probably just the same. Like, yeah, um, yeah I think it's the same. I would yeah, say, yeah, it doesn't really. It's better. What you want, what we want, is a better, stronger tour. Mm-hmm. Like we want just everything to move forward, and the star system was not working. Yeah. So how are they gonna? get this started like how do they select people to be in the elite 16 and then how is the points like for olympic qualification how does it work well so olympic qualifying points that's just a full like everything yeah yeah but that won't start until two years two years before that's right so that's just nothing this Mm -hmm. year finally Mm -hmm. um elite 16 is just going to be your world ranking yeah if you're top 16 you get into the first event based on who signs up and whatnot. And then Challenger Series is going to be 17 through whatever. And it's just going to be go straight off your ranking and points, which is, it's not any harder or easier. Because I have zero points. Yeah, because yeah, exactly. you have zero points, exactly. right. Well, yeah. I think for Americans, especially American women in particular, mm. this makes it way easier. Because, like... Yes. Before, I mean, you would have had to have been in a country quota to play in a one-star. Exactly. Where now, like, those are gone, supposedly. Mm-hmm. Um, you can go get playing experience against other teams in the country, and or sorry, in other countries, and guarantee that when you fly overseas, rather than going over there to play against the same people you practice against That was the most here, concerning thing lose. for me. Yeah. 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 And you're like, I could have just scrimmaged them here. here. At least yeah. let me go lose to a European team. Yeah, exactly. Right? Um, so now you're like at least into the qualifier. Yeah. You're just so someone going. like me would be in like the de- de- the developmental level. Is that yeah, the one you're the talking about? Fu- it's called the futures, Future. which yeah. is like kind of basically is the exact equivalent of a one star. Yeah. Like the the format, the teams, everything, the prize money is the and exact. And we can get into a star. qualifier with zero points. Um, or you'll not. still need some. So mm-hmm. the biggest thing for like teams wanting to start on the world tour is Norsecas. And there were no Norsecas this yeah. year because, um, like, I guess, I mean, with, with COVID and everything, it was mm-hmm. tough, um, which sucks because, like, that's by far the easiest way yeah. to get points, yeah. especially, like... It's fun, too. Oh, yeah. And you're not, like, at the bottom of the barrel. Like, you yeah. can start and, like, be competing in a real legit event right off the bat. Yeah. Whereas, like, you go on the world tour, it's like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> this is a big mountain. Yep. <laughs> yeah. 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 So it sounds like all exciting things, though, for... All of us, it's, right? It's, it seems yeah. like a positive, very it's positive thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. And, and I think you'll notice, like, it's always the quads. Mm-hmm. Like, the sport, like, waves go in quads. Mm-hmm. And usually there's a dip after the Olympics. But I think this time, since we had COVID and the star system was a failure, we're kind of, like, starting on an uptrend. It's yeah. not, like, a down year and then back up. It's, like, we're... There's no down, I think. Yeah. We're just kind of, like, slowly going to rise yeah. from here. Yeah. Which is good. I'd agree with that. And like Tri said, I think you're coming in at pretty much the, the perfect time. Yes. Because um, it it's not peaked yet. It's not even like on the rise yet. It's like yeah. it's just starting. Just Everything started. looks good, and now you're starting with it. Yeah. So it's like perfect. Yeah. yeah. You are buying the beach volleyball stock at a real low. <laughs> per- yeah. And yeah. We're, the only direction perfect. we're going is up. <laughs> yeah. Love to hear that. <laughs> so. so I'm sitting here like, I don't know anything. I don't I'm just trying to... There's a quick when we get into our fan question. There's a funny question that's like, "Would you consider for me and you?" It's like, "Would you consider yeah. split blocking?" I'm like, "I'll literally do anything <laughs> to yeah, make right. it here." Like, right. it's and not even a question. Split block. And you guys oh, played awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you were scrappy. 
Scrappy, yes. Yeah. We tried really, really hard, <laughs> but a lot of credit to block, goes to blockers. Like, uh, me and Zana were like, this is the hardest thing we've ever done. We're like, we'll just pull and dig the whole time. Oh, no. People are too good for that. Like, yeah. we, that worked at the college level. It was not going to work at this level. So, I mean, yeah, I... For me, at least, my summer it looked a lot different than your guys' getting started. And I, I'm i just so – I had so much fun. Like, yeah. yes, like I didn't qualify for Chicago. I didn't even qualify for Manhattan, but I got a – I was the lucky loser for Manhattan right. and had a great time with Zana. And Atlanta was amazing. And then all the ABP Next events, which when it – I feel like those were never really a very big thing until this year. And then everyone was going. So mm-hmm. I had so much experience playing against the best people there. Um and yeah, like I, I still live at home, but I'm, I, I'm just itching to get up here cause I'm having so much fun. Every time I come yeah. up here and stay with people, I am like, this is so much fun. And I just feel like I'm finally kind of fitting in with everyone and mm-hmm. like meeting so many cool people. Yeah. And you know, I had an absolute blast. I played defense. I split blog. Like I did everything I could possible to, to just f- get further in this sport and had an absolute blast. So, I mean, yeah. it's obviously I haven't been overseas yet. That's a whole nother level that I'm looking forward to, but I'm just so happy with the way things went. Yes. I wish I could have done better in some events or qualified for Chicago or like all the, obviously I had so much to learn, but just so grateful for everything that I experienced. Cause I remember like the, we haven't done a podcast in a while yeah. with me, at least it was like, we were in zoom and I think I just finished my season. Or did we do one during the summer? We did me one. Me and you did one. Me and you did a couple when... When you were uh, on a se- secret mission. Oh, yeah. When you were right. on vacation in Tokyo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was weird. Yeah. It's like, so we did a couple then. Yeah. Okay. But it just feels like so much has happened since then. So... A ton has happened. Yeah. 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 Awesome. A lot has happened. And I think uh, it's going to be super fun for you just to have, mm-hmm. like... Obviously, you performed really well. You set the bar really high for yourself mm-hmm. in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. <laughs> I know. No, but, uh, <laughs> but like, just playing a whole season and, yeah. like, having a main draw season like mm-hmm. that is a accomplishment in itself. Yeah, yeah. And, like, we should have a full season. So there's, like, a lot to look forward to, I think. Yeah, 100%. And I think this season, like... It was almost the perfect, like, soft introduction mm-hmm. for you. Cause, Three like, tournaments. If, yeah, because like, if, yeah. if you went out and you were like, I'm going to play 12 tournaments. Yeah. And, like, and then a lot of people, I think, get, can get overwhelmed pretty fast by that. Mm-hmm. But, like, you played... Great volleyball in three tournaments. And then the AVP Next Golds are legit. They were legit. Like, yeah. real events. And I was talking to Billy Allen about this, and he made more money getting second in Atlantic City than he did getting third in Atlanta. And one was an AVP next. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, like, the AVP next awesome. are, like, they're, Billy, like, the perfect. He got third in Atlanta? Or when did you beat them? Quarters. Fifth? Quarters. Fifth. So quarters. Fifth. So got fifth. Um, and, uh, but we were just talking about, like, how big the AVP next goals are because mm-hmm. they're, like, such a perfect middle ground of, like, an amateur and a professional event. Yeah. And you're playing real competition. And you, you got, what, like, third in Atlantic City? Mm, I think I got Fifth in Atlantic City. Okay. I can't remember. Well, Paca, I think he got fifth. I'm going to Clearwater. Okay. So we'll see how that goes. I've heard yeah. interesting things. I think you were telling me about that, the sand they and the whole. bring their shoes. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh, we'll yeah, see. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we'll see how it goes. But 
I'm here to have fun. I don't know. Yeah. Like I, I'm, I just want to go experience all these different if, different places. And if yeah. it's, if I can't do it again, then I won't do it again. Like, yeah. Hopefully, I won't yeah. get injured. But that's the same thing with Wapaka. I heard so many weird things, but yeah, I had a blast. Oh like, yeah, it was you crazy. get the opportunity and you have the time to do it. Yeah, and energy and whatnot. You got to go for it. Yeah, because at least from my experience, that goes out the door to where yeah. you can't go to all the fun ones anymore. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I say go for it. Yeah. I yeah. still want to go to. Wapaka and uh, what's the one? Fuds and Fuds. That's and, this uh, weekend. Seaside. I, w- I was gonna go to Fuds, but I have a wedding. Which whose wedding? Are you? A cousin, Gabby's okay. cousin. Yeah. Spring Fuds. I heard that. I've learned all about Fuds. Spring, spring Fuds. I heard that is a one's one. fun. Yeah. That one's just tough because like, so the AVP used to start the season on Cinco de Mayo weekend mm-hmm, every year, mm-hmm. and Fuds is always like the week before. So that was tough, hard. Yeah. But this year yeah. was great because like there was nothing. Yeah. Um, so, but spring fuds, if you're going to go to a fuds, it, that's the one yeah. to try to hit. Yeah. But fours is a blast. And you're going to go play in that Austin. big four-man yeah, in Austin. Yeah, yeah, that looks so fun. It's like the first player thrown. Like the McKibbins are straight up. Their idea, they're producing it, throwing it, yeah. doing content. And they're just like us, like that's players. That's so fun. So it's, it's pretty <laughs> it's amazing. I think yeah. it's awesome, yeah. 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 It's a big deal. And the content's going to be great yeah their post-production is like Dude, they've yeah. done such a good job yeah just seeing all their stuff this summer <clears throat> they kill such it. a good and job. we have like a it's like it's gonna be like uh like road rules or whatever because they're they have like a mansion on the lake that we're all <laughs> staying awesome. at for two nights with jet skis and shit and there's a sponsor paying for it all and they're gonna be filming in this place <laughs> so it's just gonna be a shit reality show tv hits the yeah. MVP. maybe there'll be some fights <laughs> 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 It'll be a fun weekend. Some weird hookups. I don't know if the girls are staying there too, but I think the girl. I think it's everyone except for like April. I think she's staying at a hotel. Oh, okay, yeah. April. <laughs> <laughs> Gold medalist. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Yeah, no, I'm excited about that. Yeah, so that'll be awesome. Yeah. Q and A. Q and A. Get into it. Let's do I'm it. Ready? I'm ready for it. Our fans have asked. Okay. So I shall answer. Yeah. Well, I going back, you talked about training Myrtle Beach. So I, someone asked, Kevin Knight said, how epic is the Myrtle Beach Open? So <laughs> I wanted to ask you about that because you were just there. Yeah. yeah, you played it, right? Mm-mm. Oh, you never played it? No, I played a Myrtle Beach tournament in uh, April, May, mm. but it wasn't the Myrtle Beach Open. Yeah. The Catalina one. <laughs> a volleyball tournament. Yeah. Um, no, it was it was cool. It was one of those that, you know, I'd been hearing the stories about Phil and Nick and A-Rob and Matt Heath growing up over there and learning the sport in that town and at A-Rob's house. So I was like, I had to go experience it. Yeah. Yeah. And I had the opportunity to go play with Adam. And uh, so it was, it was awesome. Like, he's the mm-hmm. ultimate host. The house is, like, gorgeous, epic. Beach volleyball court out front, a pool waves little waves but waves and a nice beach uh it's kind of like a i don't know cheesy cheesy little beach town yeah um but like the people throwing the event are super into uh the event and just like you could tell like they go all out they have like Mm -hmm. a you know wall of fame like all the winners on it kind of thing and they do like a little ceremony where they're inducting people into their hall of fame and it was the first year Oh, that was first the first year they, year they did, did it. it? Yeah. yeah, so they did that. That's cool. But you could tell they just were super passionate about it. Yeah. The guy who ran it, I had seen in Atlanta, and he was, like, telling me about it and wanting me to go. So, like, they, it's a big deal for them, which makes it cool to, yeah. to go play. 
Um, and then basically part of the tradition is you stay at Adam's house and everyone kind of stays there. And there's a big barbecue the night before mm-hmm. and all the players are there. And um, It was cool. It was really good vibes. Everyone was just kind of like loving. Not They weren't like diehard about winning the tournament. It was just like, let's enjoy it and yeah. maybe I can win kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. And I'd recommend it. I mean... Especially if you can get into the A-Rob party. Mm-hmm. Then you should definitely go. <laughs> if not, then Myrtle's still a really cool place. Yeah, yeah. A-Rob, like, VIP host. And Kevin Just, was on the barbecue. Yes. Shout out. He's like a, what do you call it, like a pit master? He's a pit, a pit master in, like, yeah. St. Louis, which is, like, the mecca of, like, barbecue yeah. and smokehouses. And so the first time I went to Myrtle Beach, Kevin smoked, like, this pork butt. And he like showed me kind of like how to pull the pork. He did two like, pork shoulders while we were there, smoking yeah. them. Like he's waking up in the middle of the night to like rotate them and like do something to the fire. <laughs> yeah, like he went all out yeah. and just made the most killer barbecue for everyone. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah, and Kevin's a good player too. And so Kevin, exactly. you're appreciated, and we love you. Yeah, appreciate it. <laughs> so overall, great review. You did well. On the Myrtle Beach Open. Myrtle Beach Open. The barbecue is great. The Volleyball food, the is people. pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Um, we also, we haven't really, got, we talked about kind of all of our own seasons, but we have a lot of people asking about potential partner mm. shakeups. So we have questions about Chase Budinger, Andy Benish, Sarah Hughes, a couple others. So what do you guys think? We start with the men and then maybe go to the women. But I weirdly Taylor Crab, Taylor Sander, yeah, like all that I thought type I'd of stuff. hear more uh, at this point. Usually, like there's some people that are really anxious to like do something and yeah. they make moves right away. Mm-hmm. But I haven't heard anything yet. Yeah, so it's all. Potential. I feel like I feel like everyone's kind of waiting on Taylor Crab, like if he's for sure going with Taylor Sander or not. Because right. then I if, think that's pretty set. Okay. Because then, like, if he, like, say they make, like, their formal announcement. And right. then I think, because the partner trickle-down starts from the top. Yeah, and yeah Taylor's totally. at the top. And so then I think once Taylor, like, for sure ties up something, yeah, then it'll kind of trickle down from there. Yeah, maybe mm-hmm. that's what they're waiting for. Um, but, I mean, as far as I've heard and seen, it's that's his choice. Yeah. He's playing with Sander. Yeah, yeah. It's... It's hard to say it's a risk when it's Taylor Sander. Right. Like, he's probably the best athlete we have in volleyball for USA. Yeah. Um, but it's always kind of nerve-wracking, like, you know, taking someone with no points or experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can't say that it's a terrible idea. I've heard, I've talked to a handful of people, and some people, legitimate sources, think that it's a bad idea. Um, I can't say that I agree, though. Like, I, there's no part of me can say that, like, they're not going to do well together. Right, yeah. Um, but I do think it'll take some time. Um, but I think also it's t- one of Taylor's best friends. So, like, the, I can definitely say that it's fun and enjoyable to do that. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to do something like that, it's do it in the first year of the quad or the three-year three, three year quad. <laughs> this time around, whatever. Right. Do it now is yeah. my point. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, that's happening. That's I I think that's legitimately something to get excited to to watch mm-hmm. as a fan. Yeah, and I mean I, I just when people ask me for my thoughts and I'm like, well, I don't, I mean when it comes to beach volleyball, like has Taylor Crab made many bad decisions? Right, like, he knows he, the game. He yeah. knows it as yeah. as good as anyone. And I've in the seen world. Sander play a little, like just setting, hitting shots, and the guy can play. Like yeah. he's yeah. a he's not one of those guys that has to learn beach volleyball. Yeah. 
in terms of like just the feel for it. He, yeah. There's a lot to learn in terms of like just small little crafty, you know, strategic things. But um, he's one of those guys that like is going to have the feel for it very quickly. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, if we say that like Taylor and Taylor are locked in. And, well, actually, that would put you and Trevor as the one in the U.S. Came and Theo as the two. Taylor, Taylor. Whoa. Three. That's so weird. Yeah. Now those old so guys weird. are gone. I love it. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then so the four. Well, Nick is the is the question in my mind. So my. Lucena's, if, if Lucena's I'm a saying man, he wants to go for three years yeah. to Paris. So I would put my money on like a Chase Buttinger Lucena. Yeah, I don't, just see why that, sense. I don't see why that wouldn't happen. Yeah. yeah, or maybe like, you know, Nick and Troy. I don't know, but Nick and Chase just makes That's more true. sense to me. And then Troy and Miles. If I'm Nick, I take Buttinger. Yeah. I mean, it's hard after the year that Chase had. It's hard to argue yeah, right. against exactly. it. Yeah. Like he's been trending in the right direction. Yeah. yeah. Troy obviously has, nah, I mean, he kind of maybe had a plateau year, but that's kind of because he wasn't on the world tour. Yeah. And AVPs obviously didn't work out. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Buttinger's the guy probably. Yeah, so and then... But then Benish. Right. But he has no points, which is tough. He did he's, so He's well. almost one of those guys that's like, buy low, like, Now's your time to buy. Yeah. But then you don't pass on a Buttinger. I don't know. Like, yeah. Does Andy have a higher ceiling? Maybe. So I think, so then like Nick is then kind of the next layer of the trickle down. Yeah. Like who he picks will then decide so the, the rest of the And it's also weird because Nick, talent wise, he, you could still say he's, let's just say the two defender behind Taylor. Mm-hmm. But then is he going to be on the four team, five team? Maybe. Yeah. Like, you can't just say Nick's not uh, a top guy anymore because he's older. Right. Right? Like, still, and, and still he's Nick. still in amazing shape. <laughs> yeah. He's still yeah. playing well in an amazing shape. Yeah. He could be better for all I know. So, I mean, I guess that's good for the blockers out there. Yeah. And so, and that's what I was talking to Billy Allen about it when, because he came out to Bulgaria for a little bit and he's like, you know, Andy's stock is, is pretty dang high. But I was trying to think of who would, who could pick him up who's better than Billy or in like right, a better yeah, position. Right. And like Nick is really the only one. Or what, Casey Patterson will be a free agent, so maybe Casey, but then Andy won't go world tour with Casey. Is Billy going to go world tour? Maybe. <laughs> I feel like he doesn't want to, but will he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he's signed up for the country quota for Brazil. So that's who me and Tim will play. Mm. Um, last country quota. Last country quota ever. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, Hopefully no, ever. No kidding. Yeah. <laughs> so like, can we just switch it now? <laughs> that's what I was thinking. I was like, come on, guys. Like, <laughs> We can just go play in the qualifier. <laughs> Um, so the guys' side, I think it will, we won't hear anything for a while. The girls' side, like, could get pretty crazy. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Yeah. Because <laughs> April and Alex, when we had them on, they said that they're staying together yeah. for the time being. Yeah. Um, but Clay's and Sponsel, I think, are done. Um, they're going their separate ways. Kalinsky Stockman are going their separate ways. Um, Sarah's a f- Sarah Hughes is, I think she's been a free agent. She hasn't found that partnership. She just yet. had like the worst timing. She had a for really that bad to, quad. Yeah, it was yeah. such a bummer because like her and Summer were a great team, and then Summer yeah. like got hurt and kind of like 
mid quad retirement. Right when Slays started mm-hmm. getting momentum. Yeah. yeah. So Sarah's like free agent, and then you have like a lot of kind of the younger players who started getting a lot of points and playing well. You got like Zana played great. Chrissy Jones has some points now. She played great. Therese Cannon played great. Um, so you have like the younger players. Reeves. And, like, Kelly Reeves is in the mix as always. Yeah. Um, Brooke Sweat still there. And Carrie Walsh? No, listen to this. Fendrick. Mm-hmm. Brooke and She's Fendrick back. are back. Yeah. Yeah. I heard that. Yeah. So That's it's a trip. It's wild. <laughs> it's and Fendrick's so wild. got points. Yeah. Because she had double pregnancy. <laughs> like points from like 2013. I honestly, <laughs> I honestly forgot like that she still would play. She's like, like Han Solo, just like frozen. <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> what? <laughs> She's back, and she can still play. Like, her last event, she won in Cambodia with Sarah Hughes. Oh, really? (laughs) She's been riding that high. (laughs) Dang. And had two kids, and now she's back with Brooke. And her and Brooke were great when they were together. They made the Olympics. Right. (laughs) Yeah, Carrie hasn't said what she's doing. Uh, I would highly doubt if Carrie Walsh is done. Like, I think for sure she'll be back. Yeah. Hmm? Because, I mean, she needs, like, a proper... Retirement, you know, she's yeah, not just gonna fade into the sunset, yeah, but still, like, why you gotta really I think want she wants that like... fourth gold. I was listening to a podcast that she did with uh, yeah, Lewis House, yeah. yeah, and uh-huh. she was like, she has this like saying, this like for I, I forget what exactly it, what it was, it was kind of like this kind of catchphrase, but it was yeah. basically like four gold, I think maybe like 4G. 4G. And like that's yeah, and so like that's the thing. Like she wants that that other gold. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if we saw like a carry Sarah Hughes. That's insane. <laughs> How old will she be? I think she's forty four right now. I guess the guys make that yeah. look doable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hide. She has the work <laughs> ethic. You know, she's gonna put the work in. Yeah. Well, great. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it's it's gonna be wild. I think. How teams do in Itapema, like who gets points then, mm-hmm. will Decide be a lot. little bit of a factor. And then I think once like the schedule comes out and January rolls around is when everything, the, the partner carousel is oh, really going to start turning. Yeah. So basically we have no answers for you guys. Yeah. That's yeah. our 10-minute Pretty- answer. <laughs> yeah. I mean... Yeah. Like if you're sponsored clays and you're not playing together, who are you picking? Like who... That's a good, that's a good question. Yeah. yeah. Well, Kelly's in such a good position... Like As a, a blocker, a hand-setting yeah. hand blocker, uh, Clay's. Oh, okay. well, and Larson yeah. too. Because I mean, sorry, no. Kalinsky. Yeah, Kelly Kalinsky is in a pretty good position because she's uh, just a. I mean, Sponsel's dropping off. She's next in line. Mm-hmm. She was, I don't know, not my words, but like the, probably the stronger of the two of that past team with uh, Stockman. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, that would be a logical thing right there. And she's right. got a good work ethic. Yeah, for um, sure. She's proven that she can win, like, at a very high, consistent pace. Sponsor and Kalinsky? Yeah. So, I mean, you look at it, it's like kind of the two Sarahs are the highest free agent defenders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sponsor yeah. and Hughes. I, I yeah. like, I'm actually really excited to see Hughes get back winning again yeah it's been hard to kind of watch her 
yeah struggle a little bit especially because like you guys share a coach like you you see her fair yeah amount. exactly yeah exactly and no that girl she puts in the work and she's oh, passionate yeah. about it. like nothing's changed in terms of the way she goes about her business but yeah i can see that like like she's just kind of grinding without the rewards coming yeah. Yeah. but i feel like uh, when you do that good things always come always yeah um but then who would Clay, kelly clay's playing with clay's and back back with Sarah Clay's, Clay's Hughes Clay's Hughes I mean they've proven they could win it's possible how funny would that be it would be funny I mean that would be Stockman talking about full circle or Stockman Clay's or oh, Stockman yeah. Clay's yeah. or I mean or even a like younger, a Kalinsky a Clay's Kalinsky Clay's whoa double block like, get weird like split block because I know that Kelly I could see Clay's pl- uh, playing defense She's kind of a hybrid. Yeah, well, she won a Norseka qualifier, like a, a pretty gnarly one. But you're not going to have... with Carrie. You're not going to have Kalinske play defense, right? Well, I know that she... She Kelly was training was like, a little was bit. was training with as Tori. a defender with Tori Van Winden. Yeah. And I know that's something she's, like, kind of dabbled with. Mm. Or do they go deeper? Yeah. Because <laughs> savvy. Me. But I know, Me. like... Donna. <laughs> All of us over here. I'm available. I think I am. Zana's put herself in that mix for sure. She was Zana's. Does she have points? She's fun to watch. Really yeah. Fun to watch. She she got some with Chrissy, but Chrissy, what's the deal with Chrissy? Chrissy. I'm hearing. I don't know what. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how her knee is. Chrissy. Maybe. But Zana's got a high. I think Zana would stay with Chrissy, but Chrissy's injured right now. I'm pretty sure. So so I don't know what. Yeah, she just she's gonna play with Delaney in the mm-hmm. in the country quota. That'll yeah. be fun. Ooh, that'll be that'll fun. Be fun to watch. Yeah, they're like I love watching that team. There's because they played For in sure. uh, Brno in a two star and got ninth. And they were the only team to take a set off of Emily and Betsy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they're, they're good. like scrappy, skilled. Yeah, team. Yeah, yeah. They're just gritty. Yeah. It's well, going to be fun. It's a toss-up. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's going to be fun to watch. There's yeah. no answer. There's yeah. not an answer. Yeah. <laughs> we just put out yeah. a lot of hypotheticals. <laughs> hey, I mean, that's all That's all we can do. You hear a lot of rumors, but you don't really know. Yeah. You don't want to start assuming yeah. things. Yeah. And, so. it, I mean, we are, like, not even technically to the off-season yet. Yeah. So right. So we're jumping, jumping the gun yeah. a little bit. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Ask us in, like, two months. Then yeah. we'll well, maybe we'll know more. was just last weekend. Yeah. And there's Itapema. Yeah. Yeah. True. True. Okay. So... Going to take a quick break from the show for a really fun announcement uh, is that Try and I, uh, now that we're finally back in the same country for the first time in what feels like basically forever, uh, we're finally getting around to doing the things that we've been trying to do for a while now. And one of them is dropping a Sandcast merchandise line that you can check out at sandcastmerch.com. All right, we've got t-shirts, we've got hoodies, we've got tank tops, hats, we even have a coffee mug and a backpack. All right, so head over to sandcastmerch.com to take a look and get some of your favorite gear from your favorite podcast. And just so you guys know, I mean, one of the reasons that we wanted to drop a merchandise line uh, is one, a couple people asked, and two, it's just another kind of revenue stream for us. And every piece of profit that we make from merchandise is going straight back into the podcast. I mean, now that it's off season, we're going to spend a lot more time kind of improving the podcast, getting better content 
better mics, a better video setup for those of you who watch on YouTube. And our merchandise line is kind of going to help fund that a little bit. So thank you guys uh, to anybody who has already bought some hoodies, some T-shirts, some hats. We absolutely love you guys. And we love you so much for the last four years. Can you believe we've been up for four years uh, of supporting us for that long? And uh, only bigger and better things to come for Sandcast. So head over to sandcastmerch.com to get your gear today. This podcast is, of course, as always since day one, brought to you by Wilson Volleyball. We know, we know it's off-season, the AVP's three-event year is over, but that just means you get to reload on balls to train and rep it out with over the off-season. So head over to Wilson Volleyball and use our discount code SANDCAST-20 to get 20% off your orders of Wilson Volleyball. All right, that's SANDCAST-20 to rock your favorite ball, best ball in the game by far. Right, we've played with Mikasas, we play with Wilson, we play with any kind of ball, and Wilson is by far the best. So head over to Wilson Volleyball and give him your love. And the last bit of news I have before I can let you guys get back to enjoying our podcast is that we do have a, a Sandcast newsletter. We started it last year, or kind of during COVID, and then uh, both Try and I, we hit the road pretty hard during 2021 and lost a little focus, lost the time to do it. But now that we are both back in the United States and we have a lot of free time on our hands to keep improving Sandcast, we do have a Sandcast newsletter. Uh, if you want to sign up for that newsletter, it'll include any updates we have with the podcast, but also any writing that I do for Volleyball World. Uh, for Volleyball Magazine, any interesting stories on both Volleyball World or Volleyball Magazine or at avp.com, any updates that Try has on his YouTube channel, any great videos the McKibbins have. Basically, I'm just culling all of what I think to be the best volleyball content out there, and I'm just throwing it in a newsletter. Uh, so if you guys want to get that newsletter, head over to sandcastvolleyball.com. And on the right-hand side, you can just drop in your email address, and I will get that to you. Every Friday that I'm in the United States, once season starts up, I cannot promise I'll keep up with it, but the idea is to keep doing it for as long as we can. It's just a weekly thing. Um, it's fun for me to do because I'm basically just taking all of my favorite things that I saw in the volleyball world and I'm giving it to you guys. So if you want to be a part of that newsletter, sandcastvolleyball.com and on the right-hand side, just drop in uh, your email and I'll be chatting with you every single Friday. All right, back to the show, guys. Do you think that Rob Clinch asked, do you think that the 2022 international tour pulls teams away from the AVB tour with teams trying to make the elite 16? I don't, my initial thought is I don't really see it changing mm -hmm. from what it is now. Yeah. Like people are grinding to get points just to be on tour, mm -hmm. period. Um, I think it's the same thing. Yeah. It's just like a different name to a similar system. Although I think this new system will work better. I mean, you're going to try to go get points whenever you can yeah. either way, right? Yeah. I mean, I think this is it's more about the AVP than anything the FIVB does or Volleyball World. Because with the AVP, I mean, they've put on six combined events in the last mm -hmm. two years, three of which were limited to the top 12 teams in the country. Mm -hmm. And so if you're like someone like me where I look at it and I see the FIVBs putting on at least 15 events a year that I could play in, well, I would prioritize You're that like, every there. time. Yeah. Like, it makes no sense for me to train as much as I do to play three events. Yeah. 
So if the AVP, like, starts putting on 8, 10, 12 events a year... Which is a high... That's reasonable. Yeah, it's reasonable. Yeah. Right. Right, because like, of valleys, yeah. I would much rather play a tournament in California than Bulgaria. Than yeah. <laughs> you don't like Bulgaria? You. you went there, like, five times this year. I, what do you mean? I, I like a movie star out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But... Just I too will. much publicity out there. <laughs> yeah, He's the pop, too famous. Paparazzi. paparazzi were everywhere. It's crazy. <laughs> I, I tell you what. I, I look at it like, or, what were you going to say? I was like, it was, Bulgaria was great because everything's basically free there. <laughs> right. It's amazing. Weren't you in like so a cheap. compound? Oh, it's just cheap. Yeah, it's so cheap. But yeah, I mean, we were, everything, when we were there, everything was paid. It was awesome. Yeah. Um, I kind of look at it like making a living as an American beach volleyball player Everyone has access to the AVP. Everyone can sign up and get your shot yeah. at it. World Tour is not like that. Yeah. But to put together like a full living, you have to put both halves together. So mm-hmm. the World Tour is, for anyone that's trying to be full-time, that's going to be the priority yeah. always. So whether it's this system or the last, I think people are going to constantly be trying to pick, okay, what are the most important events for me to get this other chunk of my career going. Yeah. Because the AVP is a given somewhat, right? Like, because you can sign up for it and you right. just like, you're in. At least you're going to get your shot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's just how it is. It's, it's kind of mm-hmm. always going to be that way because not only are you having a second income of prize money and whatnot on the World Tour, but you have USA Volleyball support. And that's mm-hmm. where it really, like once you really start to make a, you're really trying to make a long-term living, you want that health insurance. You want that monthly stipend. Mm-hmm. The monthly stipend is literally the only guarantee you can get yeah. in our sport of like, I'm going to get this money at the end of the month. Yeah. You know, And I think that's the thing that we're all really fighting for. Yeah. Yep. 100%. Um, this, is more of a, <laughs> this is more of a question for Try. Well, it's what do Trav and Sav need to improve or learn to become elite U.S. beach players. <laughs> <laughs> Who wrote that? <laughs> the same guy, Rob Clinch. He has some good questions. And then he asks, well, should we try split blocking? It's the future. You guys. Yeah. Co-ed. Co-ed split blocking. <laughs> Come on, Sal. Co-ed. No. <laughs> Both of us transition to split blockers like you. Oh, I see. Um... <laughs> Interesting question. <laughs> really putting me on the spot with them being here. <laughs> no, uh, I don't know. Just got to win. <laughs> yeah. Just perform. I mean, it's kind of simple. I mean, you, get, you just figure out your, like, your specific plan, like we talk about on the show a lot. Yeah. The whole, like, I'm supposed to do this because everyone else is doing it kind of thing isn't recommended. Like what, like Travis's path, good luck following Travis's path, you know, (laughs) but he somehow made it here and he's doing it his way. I wouldn't have told him to go play a, be a, in a beach volleyball movie after the most grueling year of his career, but that's his thing. And it's probably Mm -hmm. something he's definitely never going to regret. Right. And if anyone could do it, (laughs) it's Travis. Well, and like the way you get reps, right? Like you're going to play in Laguna Beach Open, you play in the small ones, to work yourself up to bigger ones and there's a strategy to it mm-hmm. so just like put thought into it mm-hmm. uh, and understand what your specific goal is what you want to get out of it um, and then find the partnership that's like kind of the that's biggest the big thing. thing find the yeah. partnership that 
will get you to that goal. And it's not mm-hmm. always like, okay, on paper, we're going to be the best team, so I have to play this person. Mm-hmm. Like, your sanity comes into play too sometimes, you know? Like, yeah. do you guys work together? Is this person getting by off all talent and they're, but they're, you know, not maximizing their potential and that's going to just eat away at your soul as mm-hmm. their partner, whereas someone might not be as good, but they're just going to put in the work and make you better, yeah. you know? So I just think the journey is different for everybody. Obviously, most of our goals is just to see how great we can be yeah. at this sport. Um, but you just got to go for it. I think I think for you, Sam, that like, that's almost no, an, an unfair it. question to ask of you because, like, you played three events this year. You beat Lily and Larissa in your first one. You got, what, a seventh in Atlanta? Uh, yeah. In your first AVP. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a hell of a start. Yeah. And then you, you got pulled up again. Uh, mm-hmm. by Zana in the second one and then so you were like you were two for three you played mm-hmm. great in, in the AVP next golds so I think like for you to overcome the hump like you overcame like six of them in your first mm-hmm. year <laughs> like not many people qualify once in their first year let alone twice let alone beating one of the best teams in the world in their first main draw match yeah that was fun and then getting <laughs> the seventh like you had a hell of a season and don't um, ignore like the the signs here like how were you in high school how are you in college? Mm-hmm. How are you starting your pro career? If you're the best at every level, don't like downplay that you can't be the best at the next. You know, mm-hmm. like expect that and be like, okay, well, I'm here, so this is where I'm at. Like, yeah. you know, I feel like a lot of some people come in and they're like, oh, I don't know if I uh, belong here. Or like, if you're in the tent, you that belong. That was me in the players' and you can tent. Look across. <laughs> like, yeah, but like, just don't let it. Obviously, being humble and whatnot, and like yeah. having that beginner's mindset is great, but. Um, don't let it affect your play. Like, go out to 100%. take over and yeah. just dominate. Because yeah. it can happen quick. Yeah. For me, it was like, I was like, I feel like I'm as good as these people. Let's see. And then I went out and beat them. And I obviously got, I was fortunate to pick up a veteran early. But, yeah. like, it, ha- it can happen like that. And all of a sudden, you're like, whoa, I'm here. Now yeah. this is the new norm. That's why I'm trying to, like, keep, tr- I mean, I know we're going in off season, But, like, this is kind of time where all these partner switches are happening. And I'm like... If one of these people picks me up, like, with points, I can assure you, like, I will do everything in my power to be the best player I can be. Like, yeah. that. And so I think that's kind of the mindset that I have to have, and I have to just be really scrappy yeah. going into this whole thing. Um, yeah, I, I'm hoping that, you know, qualifying or beating these big teams, like, helps with my case, but I also don't have points. I don't have much experience, but I will work. You know, it's it's there's always different things, so... Yeah, it was like going to the players' tent. I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't belong here. <laughs> like, uh, like I was so scared. Me and Megan Craft, and she's been in. I think she's in one or maybe two other AVPs before that one. Handful, yeah. And we were we had a Sarah. Our game against Sarah and Kelly was at like three thirty, and so we're like sitting in our. We got breakfast at like nine. We slept in a little bit. We also didn't have a coach. We have no one telling us what to do. We have <laughs> yeah. no idea what to do. Right. We're sitting in our room. It's like eleven o'clock. We're like. Okay, let's just go. Let's just <laughs> go to the facility. Let's go sit in the players' tent. We're just so excited to yeah, go play. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, there is a part of it where you're like, wow, I'm sitting here next to Phil and yeah. Jake and Taylor. I'm like, dude, get me out of here. I don't <laughs> belong here. And then April and Alex walk in. I'm like, oh, my gosh, fangirling. I want to take, take a selfie. Like, <laughs> but then you do it again. You're like, okay, like maybe – I do belong here, and then they ask you to train, and, like, just, like, your your advice to me, like, my first podcast was, like, just be the most available player. What's your what's your little phrase that you have? It's, like... Best ability is your Yes, that's yours. That's yours. Yep. Yep. 
That's, that's like it. from. We throw it around a lot. That's that's a try a, original. It's, it's a football player. <laughs> uh, that's what football players yeah. do because they're always hurt. Yeah. Or say. Yeah. Best no. advice because that's just you know, and I, I am from San Diego. Like, probably gonna move up here. Probably not right now, but in the you know, you know in 2022 when things are picking up again, but. You know, I'm getting up at four in the morning, coming here for like a 7:30 practice because people have work to do. But that's, you know, that's just how it is. So, yeah, it's exciting. That was good yeah. advice, though. It was good um, answer to the question. It's funny because my brother asked me. My older brother came out to Manhattan. He always tries to come out to like is this one Tyler? beach tournament. Yeah, he uh, he he will ask his question. Yeah, and next. so now he's like <laughs> a beach volley like junkie. And so he came out and he watched us. We made it to the final round, uh, lost in the third set to. Jake Landau and Lev Prima, and then he came out and watched uh, like all the main draw matches because he like loves Andy Benish because Andy came on a Yosemite trip with me and Tyler and Delaney one year and uh, like loves watching you and he was like, "What do you think is is holding you back?" Because like I've watched and Tyler he's watched like sports like our whole life mm-hmm. like he kind of under he picks up sports and strategy and stuff. He's yeah. like, "I watch you play and I watch like everyone else play and it doesn't seem that different." He's like what do you think's holding you back? And he compared me to like a, a 4A player in baseball. Like the guy who's like a little above AAA, but not quite in the majors. You're right. just stuck mm-hmm. in that limbo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, why do you think that you're the 4A player right now? And I think just like the biggest thing between, the biggest difference between like a you and say an Andy mm-hmm. is the gap between ceiling and floor is so small for someone like you. Where when you're playing terrible, you're at a world-class level. Yeah. versus, like, if Andy gets in a slump, he's down yeah. to, like, a upper qualifier level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think the, the closer you can get that gap between your peak and your seller, I think that's how you sustain greatness. And that's why you see the, the same teams in AVPs every year. That's a good year. point. Because, like, your dip is, is high. Mm-hmm. As it, Katie Spieler loves saying, you got to keep your highs high and your lows high. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, uh and like qualifier players, like your lows are just shitty. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I think that's a, a extremely good point. Mm-hmm. And actually, you're making me remember back on like my early days of my career where I started having that self awareness of okay, okay, I'm in the slump, but now it's like a new challenge. I'm yeah. Like okay, how high can I make this low? Yeah, that's like the goal there. And then you start not getting into the slump and like. You know, once you start practicing it, you're not getting into this slump, this low where you're like, great, now I'm just going to suck for the rest of the match. You're like, okay, mm-hmm. here we go. How quick can I get out? Yeah. yeah. Like, it's an opportunity having that, like, more of a positive, like, yeah, mm-hmm. I make mistakes. I get in slumps. It's what I, it just happens in sport. Yeah. I don't know who doesn't. Yeah. Rather than like, oh, man, I'm the one guy that's getting into a slump. <laughs> you kind of tell yourself that somehow. Yeah. Right. And this is going to be embarrassing. It's like, no, we all get in slumps. I'm mm-hmm. in one right now. How quick can I get out of it? But yeah. having mm-hmm. that, like, positive mindset and then that confidence and then you do get out of it and then you do it again and you do it again now the slumps come and you're just like nah you ain't shit yeah. you know yeah i'm back yeah uh, and then you learn things to like teach yourself how to come out of it like yeah. well i'm sucking right now and they have this vibe to them this energy and they're talking to me yeah and i'm down like yeah i don't want to engage in that but I'm losing, so what do I have to lose exactly. now? Yeah. You know, I'm in a slum. I'm going to come engage back with them. Yeah. Maybe it'll, they're playing well, so they can only lose here. Right. Yep. You know, whereas, like, when I'm playing well, I'm not going to let, let them take me out of mind. Right. So it's like you start learning little tricks for yourself. 
or like, you know, whatever, little med- meditative things like, okay, bring myself back to the, feel the wind. Like, okay, yeah, I, I didn't even realize it was windy. <laughs> yeah. I hadn't thought about it. Yeah. But then that kind of like brings you back or like mm-hmm. um, broadening your vision or whatever. Yeah. You know, you, you start learning tricks. Whatever works for you. But that's yeah. a really good point. Yeah. yeah. I kind of forgot that there was a point in my career where I had to like really like learn and take that on as a challenge to like yeah. make my lows high. And that's how you go from down 16-12 in the Manhattan semifinals to winning the Manhattan Open. That's exactly <laughs> what I did. And they opened the door for that. Yeah. They came over. They were playing good. It was like, God, we just can't crack them. Mm-hmm. And then they got, they let themselves. They started smiling, <laughs> came over, slapped Trevor on the butt. <laughs> so they, were, they felt comfortable enough to start talking to us because we always talk. You know, Trevor's always talking. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's like, yeah. Okay, now we can talk. We got a big <laughs> yeah, lead. Yeah. And then I was like, too soon. Too and I started soon. saying that and like using that. And I think it planted a seed in their head. They're like, oh, was it too soon? <laughs> and then one block, like, oh, now they're feeling it. Two blocks, now they're really feeling <laughs> that it. That was the Three. best. Now they're ever. done. Now they're done. And it's going to hurt so much worse because they're winning. <laughs> um, but that's what that was. That like we engage, like I went hard engaging and talking for that specific moment because we were in a slump and whatnot like yeah. I had chosen yeah. to, to do it at that point and then once momentum came back like the fans everyone's like we think they're coming back then yeah. I like went into my zone, went into yeah, zone. Like, I don't need to talk anymore yeah. talking's yeah. done that's how it's done yeah I remember looking <laughs> I they posted that like all your blocks on the AVP Instagram and I remember like I felt bad you did yeah <laughs> I was like it was a little soon. Feel bad. That's one in the cut for his yeah. camera there. Yeah. yeah. No, I remember. Because the camera's my boy, so it was after the tournament, I'm like, ah, I don't even want him to have yeah. to deal with that. Because yeah. I know how hard it would be on me. Yeah. Yeah. Brutal. But I remember looking at that, because I, I watched the game, and then they showed all that, and I was like, oh, my God. I just rewatched it so many times. I'm like, that's just like, that's the coolest thing ever. It was yeah. so cool. Um, okay, so your brother, he asked... What is one rule change that you would like to see implemented? Um, so this is actually the Adam Roberts rule of how to fix trickle serves. So if this is at any point in the match, um, hit a serve and it hits the tape, it's now the offense's decision to play it or not. So if the ball like comes, hits the tape, and it hits you, like that's an ace. Like, but mm-hmm. you can choose to play it or not. Because so, sometimes it hits the tape and now you have a free ball. Yeah. You can do whatever you yeah. want with it. But if it hits the tape and trickles over like two down, inches, yeah. like it's just a it's stupid screwed. play. Like it's, it's not skilled. No one likes to watch it. Yep. It's just like it halts the match a little bit. So just like if you just leave it up to the offense. But you don't want to do everyone because you don't want it to be like a tennis fault. Yeah. So and you like, get like a, a fault and then it's like the freeze. Yeah. You get a fault, next one. Like, But it won't happen it that often. It'll only be trickle aces, you know, like off the tape. Rarely a person's going to be like, and pull their arms yeah. back, you know, if yeah. they're there. Right. Yeah. yeah, I agree. And so, it, but if you try to play it and it's still an ace, and if it, if it hits you, like balls in play. I love that you had this so ready to go. Oh, you didn't yeah. have to think about it. You were like on it. Well, that's his brother's <laughs> question. Yeah. 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 It's true. Tyler's true. question. True. Yeah. Uh, like, I don't even think I can answer this right now. I have no idea. Yeah, I, I, don't even, I don't even know the rules. So yeah. this summer I learned that you could open hand dig any ball or what it, was it? It's slowly changing. Yeah. I was, I, so, I think I was in, um, it was my first AVP next event. It was in um, San Antonio. 
was playing with Maycraft, and we were playing Kim and Katie. I'm so sorry that I was screaming at Katie. Apologies if you're listening to this. <laughs> like, I was... Uh, it definitely wasn't a swing because if it was a hard driven swing, I wouldn't have been complaining. I was just like shooting a ball as she was pulling like a high line shot and she was digging it open hand and I was losing it because from my CBVA days, cause I never, I never, I haven't done AVP stuff since I, I never, I haven't since until the summer. Yeah. So I, I, I think in CBVA, they just tell you, you have to dig a shot with your hands together because right. you have like kids refing. Yeah. And so she was digging the ball with her. It, well, they just weren't together. So I right. don't think she was setting it. I think it was like but this. It was a double. Double. It but wasn't clean. Wasn't clean, but he was like it, there was she wasn't using her fingers. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, she's kind of But I had it. that was a rule. I had no idea. So I literally asked multiple refs this summer, is this and they're like, "Oh yeah, like that's you just can't like Double Seven. it with your f- yeah, with your fingers, unless it's perfectly clean. Yeah. So I could not have answered this because I don't even know the <laughs> own rules of the AVP. So, so Savvy's changing that one. I think it's <laughs> Back to hands too. together. <laughs> like can't the the rule of the net where you can reach over and you know redirect. That's so indoor. That's changed it's over so the indoor, years. Yeah. I don't like it. Like it just doesn't feel like it should be a part of the game where you can grab and redirect. Um, but but then like I'll go up one handed and just slam dunk it. And they call Sorry, it. Why and do I need two? Yeah. Right. It's stupid. Yeah, and they call it. I'm like, what? Oh, I didn't see that. I, yeah. I didn't even know. Those. And then it's like, it used to be like, if the ball's on the way over, you can block it. But then I heard it, they were calling it. I don't even know. But did you see I get scared at the Nana? Like, I don't know. What yeah, what to just do? hit I'm, the ball. Can yeah. I go get it yeah. over there yeah. or do I have to wait? Yeah. Because yeah. cha- it changes. So I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Did but you see the one in Atlanta where Chase Budinger literally like caught it? He does held it on to so it, bad. And just oh, like, they called it though, didn't they? dunked it and they called yeah. it. Oh, they he was they like freaking it. out. And then after the match, Dane was asking me, he's like, Chase, did you forget you were playing volleyball for a second there? And like, <laughs> this isn't this wasn't the Timberwolves you were playing for because Chase literally like he's caught a, it. He's held. the king of the redirect, yeah. like yep. the full on double hand slam. Which yeah, I mean if that's the rule, then yeah, do it. Yeah, but it was before yeah. you'd get called for that. Yeah, but they don't really like really make it clear. There's not like a huge announcement of like now you can do that. Right. The refs just are like, okay, now we're not going to call. Yeah, that. they kind of like yeah, snuck that so in there, interesting. Figure it out. <laughs> Yep. I'm like, well, why can't I do it with one hand? Like, yeah. I can reach further over than that with one hand. Why do I have to right. do it with two? Doesn't make much sense. Yeah. So is that one you would change? Uh, yeah. Do I want that over? Yeah, I mean, for sure, redirect. Like, yeah. grabbing it here and throwing it back that way. If you're going to do that, hit it back. Hit like, it. block it back. Yeah. In a direction. Yeah. Um... But I think, yeah, if you're going to do the whole, like, reach over and you can grab it and slam it, then you can do it one-handed. One-handed, yeah. Why not? Yeah. Yep, I, I just naturally will go up with one hand. Like, right. If I'm jousting or something, yeah. I'd rather be one-handed than two. That one's never made sense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good answers. Those were, I wish yeah. I didn't, you guys didn't even have to think about that. That's <laughs> impressive. Um, so this, I guess this is, I mean, this is, I had two people ask, were, a lot of questions were repeats. I had two people yeah. ask about, Semenov's attitude. <laughs> I don't even know who that is. So, try the runway for Semenov. One person said, "What do you think of his attitude on the court?" And then someone else said, "What are some unwritten rules on volleyball etiquette?" Semenov seems to push the line a bit. <laughs> oh man! Oh, he's so good for the sport. 
Like, uh, <laughs> to give fans something to love or hate. You yeah. Know? Um, Sam, Semenov's attitude on the court is not um, what I would recommend. Like, legit, he will, if you're not a strong soul, he'll crush your soul. If you're I'm going to go look at YouTube partner. videos or something. I need to <laughs> need learn about this guy. Like, you, you could bounce a ball on him through his, like, under him, and he's blocking line, and you bounce it in line, and he'll look at his partner and be like, Phew. like something, you know, like some kind of excuse. And he'll start to, like, it's like a pout. He's like, he's like, basically his body language is saying, like, I can't believe I have to play with this guy. He's so bad. He, he's devastated. I'm the best player in the world, and he's blowing it for me right now. Like, that's what he's saying with his body language. Um... Yeah, and then he has a, you know, he has a temper, kind of like, you know, a little bit of a sore loser yeah. thing going on, like, didn't shake hands when we beat him okay. in Russia. Yeah. Um, but then, like, you'll see him, like, a night later, and he's kind of bubbly and happy, and, like, after we beat him, like, I'm like, oh, are we, are we, mad, cool? at, are we mad at each other? <laughs> Do I, you I don't know. Me? How's it going to be when we walk yeah. by each other? And he walks by with this, like, he literally had a nail board, a board of nails, that he brought, he was, like, bringing all the teams into his room to stand on it and to see if they could stand on it. Yeah. And, like, Russians. everyone was doing it. He sold Nick a, a nail board to stand on. <laughs> it's, like, feet acupuncture. But basically, you time it to see who can stand on it the longest. And it's legitimately sharp nails sticking out. I've seen those things, but not nails. They're, like, different. They're, like, no, little spiky things. hardy Russian sharp oh nails. Uh, so it's just, like, a unique character seven footer yeah i don't know i think he's a good guy and russians are also like uh, very stern mm -hmm. so it's i think uh, initially when people see them they think that they're really mad <laughs> all yeah. the time yeah. yeah i mean it's like Semenov's body like it's is next level yeah but any russian team you watch i mean you watch like the young russian girls who are well women who are like phenomenal they look like they're ready to kill each other the yeah. whole time and yeah. then we played a really good Russian team that's won a couple of, like, the U-22 World Championships, and they look like they hated each other. Right. And then I was talking to the coach, like, oh, no, they're best friends. And it's just like, and Krasilnikov is, like, notoriously hard on his partners. Yeah. The Oleg only one who's, like, very, Oleg's just a goofball. He's goofy and, like, happy <laughs> he's and bubbly, awesome. like, yeah. all the time. Yeah, it's kind of funny. But with the exception of Oleg Stoyanovsky, like, all the Russians, like, you, they just look like they're just pretty intense. angry. So mad. Yeah, and then Semenov is he's next level, like really mean to his partners. Yeah. <laughs> but watching him is is comedy. It's funny. I would love to see that. What was he doing? Oh, when I I aced him and he was like, I go back, and he's like like this the whole time, <laughs> like waving to me to serve him again. <laughs> I don't figure if I did, but he's funny. Yeah. He's a character. Yeah. I had. I was playing against um, Lexi Denenberg and Maria Salgado in the Manhattan qualifier, and it this rattled me. I've ne it was similar to that. <laughs> Maria is intense. She like I was back to serve. I was topspin serving, and she did this thing. I can't. I don't want to do it. I'll knock over all the stuff. <laughs> she did this thing in serve receive where she like. He took her hands off her knees. She jumped and clapped and was, like, going like this oh, yeah, to yeah, me. Yeah. And I was so rattled because girls, <laughs> girls just don't that. really do that type of stuff. Yeah. And she's giving me this. And, yeah. and I was like, I didn't know if I was annoyed or scared right. or 
thought it was funny. Yeah. I didn't know what I didn't know what yeah. it was, but it whatever it was worked. Like I don't know what every <laughs> time so it's, I don't know if she did it when Abby was serving. She yeah. must have been. But me and Abby were losing it. We were like this. Lady the Brazilian crazy. girls are a little more like they take on that. Yeah. The, like the Brazilian guys' personas yeah. a little bit more. But it works. I mean, it works. Like they're intense. Like, no screaming. And I like Maria, but I was so thrown off. I had never yeah. experienced anything like it. It's different. It was different. It's yeah. so good, though. It's hilarious. Like, get used to that kind of weird stuff. Yeah. So that, like, you know, when you're out there on the world tour, nothing's like, right, no, Yeah. I've had Maria do flex downs on me. And, like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> where you're just like, okay, that's just, like, what happens. It's just, yeah. And, and I mean, 100% of the time, it's all left on them court yeah. it's just literally they're trying, oh yeah they're trying to yeah. get you yeah like they're yeah. trying to get in your head yeah. if they did then they, it worked yeah but it's good to like acknowledge that and be like, okay next time i see it i know what it is <laughs> you know yeah and even if it is personal <laughs> after like okay I'm, yeah she just right. she didn't do it in atlanta and then she's doing it. I'm like, maybe this is a new, maybe, because I, I beat her in yeah. Atlanta. And then okay. she beat us. And maybe well, like she was said, like, it was, was an extra thing. I don't knew, know what it was. She knew she's playing a, a rookie. Yeah. And she's like, I'm she's a better. She's smart. Yeah. And she's, this girl's confident and got, and, and got skills and she's got momentum. I'm going to do something weird to rattle her. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, whatever it was. It worked. It worked. I wish I had a video That's exactly of it. What I, I would do that stuff. Yeah. yeah. If I found a little thing that I could rattle a rookie with because they're going to beat me in a tournament that I'm, I need to win, yeah. I'll do it. Yeah. I don't care. Anything, anything it. it takes. Yeah. yeah. Anything it takes. Yeah. So we probably got one, one more, two mm-hmm. more, right, like an hour or ten. Perfect. Okay. Um, I think this is an inter- interesting one. I don't know if we've talked about this much, but... Do you support the idea of men's college beach? What are the biggest challenges? I think maybe we've touched on this, but I feel like for at least the girls, having college is such an advantage. Like at least say just for example, because like with COVID, like when there wasn't anything going on, we still had like a full on season. Like, yes, we don't have the experience playing on the AVP or the tour. Like we don't have points, but we at least had all those extra touches. And like I was thinking about, I talked to my mom about this. She was like, people like you and Zana and Sarah Sponsel, you know, have far less touches than Kelly Clays or Sarah Hughes or these girls that did just beach in college because we missed out on, like, all kinds of fall training. And then right. even during the spring, during season, we did, we, half the time we were still playing indoor. I forgot you guys played indoor. Yeah. Like, we, like we, a lot me of and Zana and Tori Van Winden, like, yeah. we would go play indoor volleyball on Tuesdays and Thursdays during season unless it was like a huge game like you know pack 12s or, or golf shores the next yeah, week like yeah. we had full spring training so like they not that they have like this huge advantage like no pressure on them but like they have just more touches than on the beach than right. we would so i feel like having college beach volleyball could only help with the transition it's so yeah, hard for guys. i mean you guys sure. all do you did indoor and then you had to learn how to play beach so yeah. unless you grew up playing beach so right. i mean i i personally think it'd be awesome but i don't know what are the cha- i don't really know the challenges just not enough money in men's sport like or the title nine stuff like title i don't know yeah. yeah yeah i mean i think title nine is the biggest barrier yeah. um and then right now i mean funding i mean mm-hmm. you, you looked at colleges are cutting programs like left and right right mm-hmm. now as it is so i mean adding new ones especially a non-revenue generating sport Mm -hmm. is a tough mountain to climb i remember so there was another question in there asking like what usa volleyball can do to win more medals i think the biggest thing they could do is try to get 
men's college beach to be a thing because you look at the effect that the NCAA has had on the women's game. Mm-hmm. I mean, the U.S. is the best country in the world, and it's not even close yeah. on the women's side. Because like, and you mentioned, yeah, like you haven't played AVP, but look at the teams you're playing against. I mean, mm-hmm. how many times did you play Kristen and Tara? That's an AVP Taren, champion exactly. team. Exactly. Um, Tina Gradina yeah. is an Olympian. Mm-hmm. You know, you're playing against players who are not only AVP level, but they're Olympic level. Yeah. And so, and you're getting that over and over and over again. You're getting coaching from Stein Metzger, Jenny Johnson Jordan, and yeah. Jose Loyola. Mm-hmm. Like Jose, like made try an Olympian. Yeah. You know, and he was an, an Olympian himself, yeah. and like one of the best players in the world. So. You look at what they call it. NCAA is the best thing to ever happen to USA mm-hmm. Volleyball. Oh, yeah. And so to have that, it, men's college beach is a thing in NAIA and Division Three. Mm-hmm. Um, and so USA, I think, should be promoting that and doing everything they can to get those programs because, like, it's free development system yeah. for them. We did know? the um, national team development program like the call like the we did a little college camp in Huntington Beach this summer and they like picked I think it was 12 women and 12 men but I it was super interesting because a lot of like all the girls that went it was like me and Megan Craft and Lexi and Taryn and Chris like it was all the girls that were in the you know ones twos or threes for their for their school and a lot of the guys I I hadn't even met half the guys before because they were like most of them were just indoor players. Like I just I just know so many like of the guys that grew up here. Like say like Casey McGarry or Roy McFarland, who I just know them from yeah. just they went and played indoor at UCSB, but they grew up here and they're <laughs> rad beach volleyball players. Yeah. But they I don't even know if they were maybe they were invited, I don't know. But you know, those were the type of guys that I expected to see out there with the guys that have the experience. But a lot of them were like these super tall beach or indoor guys. Yeah. You know, I didn't really see much of the men's practice, but from what I gathered, like a lot of them didn't have that much beach experience. So yeah. the girls' side made sense, but the guys' side, I feel like, I don't know if a lot of the guys just said no or their coaches didn't respond very well or like they just didn't really know who to select. It's it's tough to select the guys for the for the college development right. program. When there's no college beach volleyball, no idea who so, they are. Yes, you're taking <laughs> yeah. these awesome, you know, indoor guys, but you don't know how they're going to be on the beach. So I just I yeah. found that super interesting. It's like you, there's so many guys I would expect to see out there that weren't there, but maybe you know I don't know. I just yeah. it's just such an interesting situation, yeah. and I wish there could wasn't there just a college tournament. At, yeah, so actually yeah, that tournament was, that was held at Stevenson, which is 15 minutes from where I grew yeah. up. So Stevenson is a D3 school in Maryland, and they're like one of the only men's beach programs in the country. Mm-hmm. And I think it, it kind of speaks to the level of it that Tim Brewster went, and he was like, yeah. anything less than a win would have been like ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And because he, he was like, there's just no, there's no beach players there. Yeah. And so it's, I think college beach, like for the men, like USA should, should try to do whatever they can mm-hmm. to make that happen. NAIA, D3, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that's pretty clear. Yeah. It's so good for the women, and the women are so good for the tour. Like, mm-hmm. I'm stoked that we have the women <laughs> feeder system because <laughs> yeah. it's just growing our sport and, yeah. and making it better. But I, I, I don't have an answer for how we're going to pull it off. I don't yeah. see it being close at all. Well, because there's men's indoor programs that are being cut or threatened yeah. to be cut, and that's I, crazy yeah. to me. In college, I, I feel like me and Riley would have been the number one beach team in the mm-hmm. co- country for sure. I'm pretty sure I'm the only one that knew that or thought that. 
Yeah. Like, and if they, like, picked teams or something, they would have, I don't know. who I don't know who they would have picked. Right. Like, would they have picked us? Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then, get, you know, given us the opportunity to move up. Um, if they if I could find a way to incentivize these talented beach players who know they want to play beach mm-hmm. to not go the full indoor route, that would be the answer, but yeah. it's a hard I, sell. Yeah, options, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think it's a make or break though. I think there'll be a the the cream will rise to the top eventually. Anyway, it's just going to take longer yeah. for yeah. the men, whereas the women are going to come out ready to go yeah. pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Well, I hope so because I, I it would help the sport even more so. for sure. Yeah, big time. Mm-hmm. It's good to see you coming out on tour. I'm so excited. Yeah. Yeah. Good to have the squad back oh, together, Bentley, Bentley included. <laughs> <Amazing>. <laughs> Fun good podcast, stuff. guys. Yeah, good that stuff. Was awesome. Good to get the squad back together here. Happy to be in the studio. <sighs> in person. Finally. I Welcome, know. Awesome. First time. It's awesome. It'll get nicer as we go here, too. Mm-hmm. We'll have it dialed. Yeah. Piled in. Sick. All right, guys. Mm-hmm. Thanks Lovely. for the fan questions. Yeah. Love all the support. And uh, if you want Sandcast merchandise, rocking a new Sandcast shirt. Yeah, that thing looks comfy, too. Dude, it's nice. I want new one. Logo. I want one of those. Nicolette yeah. Martin. Yeah. Dude, she nailed it. Yeah, we got we to gotta get us some, yeah. some yeah. gear. So, sandcastmerch.com. And uh, we'll get you guys outfitted. Com. It actually looks super comfortable. Yeah. And it looks really good. Better than our last one. For <laughs> yeah, <sure>. Definitely. <laughs> All right, guys. Shoots. Shoots. Shoots.